Hello and welcome to the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, founder of Star Family Wisdom and also a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market. I am so glad you are here with us today as we are nearing the end of season one of the podcast. This is our next to last episode this year in 2022 before we wrap up and plan for an even more exciting season two in 2023. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. Star Family Wisdom is a paradigm-shifting podcast community and modern-day mystery school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. We're here to support you on your journey, no matter where you're at on that journey. And at Star Family Wisdom, we are experiencers of ET contact and paranormal supernatural phenomena. And it's through those experiences that we share with you wisdom, guidance, and information that can help you become a powerful creator of your life experience and prepare for contact. If you are new to Star Family Wisdom, check out our website, www.starfamilywisdom.com. We've got tons of great resources and freebies for you to get you started on your journey. And this month in October, you can find us on the Conscious Awakening Network, which is launching on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. And through this new Conscious Awakening Network, you'll be able to access tons of amazing content and educational material from spiritual leaders, practitioners, and trailblazers. So check us out there. You'll find select episodes of the podcast on Conscious Awakening Network, and you can watch that on your TV. And in the future, it will be available on apps as well. In today's episode, I want to talk about manifestation and mastering manifestation for the new earth. We've had a few casual conversations about manifestation this year so far. And one of my passions at Star Family Wisdom is teaching about creation and how we create our reality and how you can step into your power as a creator, as God, as a piece of source, a piece of this unique and complex whole that we call our universe. And if you're new to this topic, it's really easy for us to just think of manifestation as, you know, some woo-woo stuff or something you've tried and maybe haven't gotten the best results on, or maybe you've been practicing manifestation for a while and you've just got some missing pieces of the puzzle. So we're here to help you put together all of those pieces of the puzzle. And my journey with manifestation has been a really interesting one because I used to be atheist. For those who don't know my story. My background was as an atheist, as a leader at Whole Foods Market for many years, working in the world of corporate America, being very analytical and logical, very left-brained, very much in my masculine energy for so many years. And it wasn't until I went through a major awakening, a dark night of the soul, a big emotional moment in my life, a loss in my life that I started to access 
some of my supernatural or um, extrasensory perception abilities. And it was through that experience that I started to question my reality and I started to dive deep and learn about ancient wisdom, learn about new quantum science and Ultimately, that spiritual awakening led to me uncovering memories of lifetimes as an ET and subsequently being contacted by my star family, beings with whom I have soul bonds, who just happen to live in a different place in our universe. And it is through that soul bond, that connection, that quantum connection, which we'll talk a little bit more about as it relates to manifestation, but it is through that quantum connection, through the quantum field of our universe, that we are able to access information, people, places at any time, anywhere. And it is through that ability that this contact experience started to manifest for me. And as I unpacked all of that, all of the complexity that comes with that, moving from being a former atheist to unpacking these very supernatural experiences that were happening for me, that I started to really expand my consciousness and remember things that my soul already knew. And it was through that remembering process and this process of connecting the dots on ancient wisdom, new mind, body science, that I've been able to become a master of manifestation in my own right. I have since moved on to study shamanic energy medicine. I'm a master shamanic energy medicine practitioner. And at Star Family Wisdom, we we combine a lot of this very... Um, broad information to help you create practices and ways of living that allow you to experience the best version of yourself and your reality that you can. And ultimately, we are all masters of manifestation. We just have to remember the process and we just have to remember and in some ways reprogram our minds to understand the truth of our reality. We happen to have grown up on a planet that has been very troubled, obviously. And through all of that chaos, trauma, distortion, we've lost some of the truth. Some of the truth has been misconstrued or misinterpreted in certain ways. And we can also understand ourselves as humans, as almost like these biological computers that get programmed. And once we've been programmed a certain way, that starts to dictate our reality. So we're going to talk about that a little more. And we're going to talk about how we can return to the highest state of human expression, which allows the highest state of divine expression to flow through us and ultimately activate our powers of creation, our power as God. So we'll talk for a moment about the basics of manifestation, and it's helpful to have a foundational understanding of our spiritual reality and, and the fact that 
we are souls and that we we have a soul and we can think of our souls as energy and consciousness and and we can think of our own consciousness as being non-local right that our consciousness doesn't originate in the brain it it comes from somewhere else and our brain is simply a receiver our brain is a mechanism through which consciousness is directed and consciousness is received and everything in our reality is energy and energy contains information that informs physical reality so our physical reality is influenced by the invisible so all things physical emanate from the invisible and the way we direct our consciousness creates matter ultimately. So we can influence matter. We can change physical matter around us and what we think and how we feel and our emotions give rise to the reality around us. We'll talk a bit, a bit more about that as we go on and as I stated previously, everything in the universe is connected through the quantum field and we can influence future events and outcomes by connecting to the quantum field and shifting the information in the field. And our mindset and our neural networks that have developed in our brain ultimately influence how the universe creates our physical reality because we are always connected to the quantum field. There are certain practices and ways in which we can more directly influence the quantum field in a faster way, in a more profound way. But the quantum field, the universe is always connected to our mind. And so how we are programmed and how those neural networks have formed ultimately is what is creating our reality. And we can think of those neural networks as subconscious programming. So subconscious programs, for the most part, run our actions and our behaviors. And, and, and because consciousness gives rise to the reality around us and our subconscious mind is constantly communicating with the universe, most of our reality and most of our life experiences are created unconsciously. So did you know that actually 70% of our subconscious programs are most likely not serving us. And the average person is operating from less desirable or maybe more negative subconscious programs for a majority of their day. So right there, we, we've got good data that starts to help us understand that the majority of our life experience is being created unconsciously. And we want to move into a place of conscious creation. And unfortunately, if we're carrying some of those negative or less desirable subconscious programs, that also activates our fight or flight response more often. And it causes stress in our bodies, which then creates health complications. So we can think of manifestation as not only affecting the physical reality we see around us and our interactions with people, places, and things, but also how our body functions and how our body either regenerates properly or not. So we already talked a little bit about the mind being an important component of understanding manifestation. So it's important to understand that you're operating with three different minds in a way. You have a conscious mind, 
a subconscious mind, the unconscious part of ourselves, and then the superconscious mind or the higher self or the oversoul or uh, God essentially, right? The universe. So, so we have three minds that are working together constantly, kind of like a computer. And our subconscious mind is, is giving directions to the universe. And I like to think of this in, in kind of a, a metaphor, a, a metaphor that's a little technological, but it helps. It helps, I think, make the, the connections here. I like to think of our brains like computers because they do get programmed very much like a computer and the universe is like a computer. We can think of the universe as having a mind as well. And the universal mind and our subconscious mind are just two computers talking to each other, running algorithms and creating the next program. And you can think of your neural networks and your subconscious programs as the algorithms. And the programs that the algorithms are creating are the things and events that we're experiencing in life. So the universe just starts to run the program based off of the algorithms that we're giving it. But the good news is that we can learn how to control those algorithms. The algorithms can be changed. And when we change our subconscious mind, we're changing the algorithms and then we start to experience new things. So you change the algorithms and you can change your life. And most people don't know that most of our subconscious programs or beliefs are programmed into us before the age of seven or eight. And that's because when we are a child, we are mostly in a hypnagogic state. Like we are hypnotized. We are in an altered state of consciousness as a child until we have developed um, to around that age of you know eight or nine. So in our early childhood, Literally everything we are hearing and experiencing is becoming a program and a belief that we are then living by, right? Those programs and beliefs have become the algorithms that the universe is using to create the program of our life. So that's why you hear a lot of people talk about the inner child work. Really what that's getting at is going back to those very early beliefs and programs, subconscious programs that we took on and changing them so that we're giving the universe something different to reflect back to us. A lot of people talk about the universe being holographic in nature, that we are constantly experiencing a reflection of our inner reality. This is another way to think about it. We can think about those neural networks, those subconscious programs that we have taken on as creating this inner reality that we're all experiencing inside of ourselves daily. And that's maybe our self-talk. That's um, what we're thinking about in terms of things that might be playing out in our lives. We might be thinking of worst case scenario, or we might be thinking of the best case scenario. We might be worrying. We might have anxiety. We might have doubt. We might have fears. We might be operating from a state of joy and from a, a mindset of miracles and magic. It all depends on how our minds have been programmed 
and ultimately what sort of inner reality that is creating for us. And so that's another way for us to think about how the universe is in communication with us. So this is a constant game of communication between ourselves and the universe and the universe is constantly reflecting back to us that inner reality. So how do we change the algorithms? How do we change those subconscious, that subconscious programming that we've taken on? Well, it does take a little work. And this is where, this is where a lot of people get stuck with manifestation. It's not as simple as conducting a ceremony and, and stating uh, your wants and desires and intentions to the universe. That's part of it for sure. But we've also got to do some really deep healing work and reprogramming work to change those algorithms because it is possible to move from a state of maybe limiting beliefs to a state of empowerment and a state of operating from limitless possibilities. And so the first step is really digging deep on your healing journey because trauma, whether that was from this life or a previous life, impacts our subconscious. That information is still living in our energy field. It is still living in our mind somewhere. There is some subconscious programming or neural network that was formed when that trauma occurred. And that is still running programs in our lives. That is, in some cases, uh, what causes certain people to show up in your life. It may be uh, a situation where you have a pattern that keeps repeating because of that neural network, because of that trauma that is still living in your system. And so we've got to do the work to release those deeply held traumas or or distorted imprints in shamanic energy medicine we talk about how the energy field gets distorted or imprinted with all this information so not only is the mind programmed a certain way but our energy field is also containing information and uh, you can work with a practitioner of energy medicine you can do energy clearings to shift the energy in your field to make it an easier process for your mind to reprogram. You can also do a lot of deep mindset work to understand your unconscious behaviors and those unconscious programs that your mind took on. When we start to gain an awareness of our self-talk and how we're thinking in our head all day, that can help us understand what those unconscious or limiting beliefs might be. And as we identify those limiting beliefs and those fears and those anxieties and those doubts that we've been programmed with, we can then start to release those and let go of them. The first step is understanding what they are. And then the second step is doing the release work. And there are tons of practices. There are shamanic practices. There are other spiritual practices that can help you shed those limiting beliefs and take on new empowering beliefs. Uh, a more mainstream scientific approach to that is cognitive behavior, behavioral therapy. That is essentially mindset work and reprogramming those neural networks for new empowering beliefs and for new behaviors. 
And as we do all of this work, we've got to practice mindfulness constantly because as we are identifying where we have these, let's call them blockages, because any fears, limiting beliefs, anxieties, doubts are blockages to our manifestation process. As we identify those blockages and we start to do the work to reprogram, we then have to be super mindful about every moment in our day and whether we are taking steps forward towards that new empowered state of being or whether we're taking a step backwards towards that more limited state of being. So we have to control our focus and our awareness and be aware of the mind. And this is where meditation comes in, right? Where we are practicing awareness. We're practicing constant awareness so that we can also be in constant practice around shifting our mindset. And uh, Abraham Hicks talks about holding a belief or, or let's call it a thought, hold, holding a thought for 17 seconds. And as we're able to hold that thought and maybe repeat it like as a mantra over and over and over for that long, we can then start to find an easier flow towards that line of thinking rather than a different line of thinking. So try that as a first step as well. And we also have tons of resources in our manifestation toolkit and our masters of manifestation course that help you really dig in to these limiting beliefs and, and help you access the tools and the practices to do the work to make these changes. And so as we're in this mindfulness process, as we are becoming more and more self-aware, as we are really understanding how our mind is operating and how that is giving rise to our behaviors and our actions and, and ultimately starting to understand how our reality around us is a reflection of our consciousness and our internal reality, we can then start to become a more empowered creator of our life experience. And that's what this is all about. Manifestation is about becoming an empowered creator with the universe. You're meant to be a co-creator with the universe. You are meant to step into your power as God with God to create actively. We're here to create and these are the two extremes we're here to create heaven or hell ultimately right and there's a whole spectrum in between that we can create and as we start to remember that we're just creators and we're here to learn some lessons and grow as as we go along and we're here to have fun and see what we can create with the universe manifestation be can become a fun game once we get through some of the, some of that harder process of transmuting the trauma and, and, and transforming some of the maybe, you know, darker programs we've taken on, or maybe some of the darker, uh, you know, parts of our mindset. As we do those shifts, we can start to experience a, a, a more fun and lighthearted way of living. And intention is ultimately so powerful. And your intentions become even more powerful. Your words become even more powerful as you start to do the work to heal. So as you activate new layers, expanded layers of your consciousness, as you go through your ascension process, 
through that healing, as you are lightening your energy by shedding some of the heavy stuff that we've carried, your power increases. And there are a lot of other things that come along with this too, like learning the spiritual laws of the universe, which you can dig into even further in the Masters of Manifestation course, um, or acting in highly moral ways. One of the things I love to say is morality makes you more magical. And it's true because when we are in harmony with all of life, life is going to support us in more beautiful ways. So we can use the power of intention as we become more powerful beings to direct consciousness in the direction we want it to go. And you can just think of this as your intentions directing energy. So you're using your mind to direct energy and to create and you are in constant conversation with the universe and you want to be intentional, right? About the situations that you're creating. You don't want to be living in an unconscious way where you're just reacting to life constantly, right? You want to be in the driver's seat. And as a caveat there, you know, we live in a complex world. We live in a world that is in the process of healing from a ton of trauma. And we're gonna to continue to experience some complications and challenges as we transition eras. So there will be things we have to react to. There are challenges that life presents us. That is part of life. So it's not like we avoid any challenge in our life. And if we're growing and learning, that's part of the game, but we can experience an easier flow through some of those challenges as we implement um, these practices. And now I want to switch gears for a moment and talk about how we change the future or rather how we connect to a different future because all possibilities exist right now. Any Thing that could happen, that will happen, has happened, already exists. It is already a possible event that is accessible via the quantum field. So we can think of, again, our universe almost like a big computer, right? Where there are all of these probabilities and possibilities that exist. And we can connect to those different probabilities and possibilities. And you might've heard the term timelines before. And you can think of a timeline as like a, a cord of light that is reaching from the present into the past and into the future as, as we perceive it, if you think of things in a linear fashion that way. So, so we currently are attached to a particular timeline which is based on past events that have taken place. And that timeline is moving us towards a particular future. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a moment, but I wanna talk about the quantum field because the quantum field is where all of that information exists and we can access the quantum field by creating stillness and emptying our minds and utilizing the space in between breaths to connect to the higher dimensions where our higher self resides and to connect to that field of information that exists in our universe. 
And just as a, a side note and a little background here, in physics, there's a principle called the Heisenberg Uncertainty Principle, which says that the observer influences the outcome of events. You might have heard about the double slit experiment, which has begun to prove this observer effect. And in the double slit experiment, what we learn is that just by observing the double split experiment, the behavior of the photons that are going through these two slits in a piece of paper changes. So the act of having someone observe it changes the behavior of the photons. So this basically tells us that once consciousness is involved and the act of observing the event has started, that can have a meaningful impact on the outcome of the event. And that essentially just tells us that our consciousness can be directed in a certain way to change the outcome of future events. So once we have been able to tap into the quantum field, and connect to a possible future that is more desirable than a probable future, you can start to cement that connection with the conscious or the subconscious mind. And I want to just identify briefly the difference between probable future and possible future. So you might remember, you know, from school, probabilities, right? That there are a set of probabilities that are more likely based on events that have occurred, right? So there are probabilities that are highly likely, and then there are probabilities that are really unlikely based on, right, the events, actions that have occurred, based on who we are, right? Like it is highly probable that I will become an author in my lifetime. It is less probable that I'll become a movie star in my lifetime, as an example, right? So just based on how life has gone, based on all the things that have played out, we end up with these varying set of probabilities. And you can think of the trajectory of your life and the future as being attached to uh, one of the highest probabilities, right? So you've taken all of these actions in your life. Life has led you in a certain direction and you have now created a certain set of probabilities for your future. So there might be this kind of this tunnel, this window, right? That opens up for your future that is more likely based on all the things that have played out and based on where you're at in your life. But there might still be this like 10% probability that exists that might be really difficult to pull off, that might be really difficult to manifest under normal circumstances because you've already created this energetic momentum towards a particular probable future. But we can connect to those less probable futures, those possibilities that are that are way outside of um, our energetic momentum that we've created. And we can make a shift towards those less probable possibilities and connect 
in a way that allows the universe to move us toward that. And so when we are able to tap into the quantum field, we can do that. We can connect to that possible future that is a little more desirable than your probable future. And one way we can do this is through timeline tracing or um, the process of shamanic journeying. And many shamanic cultures have utilized this process. It's a meditative process to connect to all probabilities, all possibilities, and attach an energetic cord to a different timeline. And historically, this has been used to help tribes find um, food or facilitate healing or to identify danger. My One of my teachers, Alberto Violdo, likes to talk about it um, from the standpoint of, you know, if you have a certain, you know, maybe physical complication or potential health trajectory, it might be possible to identify a timeline in which that doesn't exist in the future and attach your energetic cord to that timeline and then allow the changes in life to take place to move you towards it. And, and so this has been something that, you know, many seers and shamans and spiritual masters around the world have understood and have implemented. And this is essentially the process of manifestation, connecting to a different timeline and allowing life to unfold according to that timeline. And so once we've established that connection, we'll find that new opportunities emerge. There might be new decisions to make and your life will start to move in the direction of that possible future that you have now connected with. That does require action from us and it can require big upheavals in our life to make those sorts of big shifts towards that, that 10% uh, future that we want to experience, right? So we wanna be outside of the bell curve of the more probable uh, future that our energy, our momentum has started to create for us. And generally, most of us have created a momentum towards a future that we probably don't want as much as a, a future that is more joyful, more healthy, more magical, more easeful, right? We want to be moving in that direction. We don't want to be moving in the direction of uh, stress and um, disharmony. And so we learn about this from you know, a variety of ancient um, teachings. We learn about this from quantum physics and ultimately we can utilize this practice to start to move towards the possible future that we want and to establish a new timeline for ourselves. And in the Masters of Manifestation course, you'll also get access to four quantum journeys that help you in this process of connecting your subconscious mind with the quantum field and making those energetic shifts that will help you start to experience a different version of reality. And as we do this work through meditation and journeying and clearing trauma and being more mindful and setting intentions, 
it's really important to also operate from a state of receptivity. And I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that so much of my life, my early life was really focused in my masculine energy because I was a leader and I was in an environment where I had to operate um, in a more left brain mode. And and I, I lived in a way that wasn't as balanced as it could be. And when we're able to balance our left and right brains, when we're able to balance our masculine and feminine energies, we create a situation in which our energy can flow through our system unobstructed. We create a situation in which our minds can connect so much more easily with our higher self. We create a situation in which we are becoming an expression of harmony. And it's through balancing that energy, balancing the hemispheres of our brain that we're able to operate in this much more harmonious way. And because most of us have experienced lots of negative programming, lots of trauma in this world. Most of us have been holding lots of limiting beliefs, fears, and doubts, whether that's about our worthiness or about what's possible. Um, and that is an automatic recipe for living in fight or flight mode. And that automatically puts us in a state of resistance. And if you've listened to Abraham Hicks, you might hear Abraham talk about the state of resistance, right? And what are we in resistance to? And anytime we're experiencing resistance, that is blocking our manifestation ability, that is blocking our powers of creation. So we want to be living in more often than not a state of receptivity. And that state of receptivity is more of a feminine state and that state of receptivity can be accessed when we are really mindful about stepping out of stress mode, right? So we talk about fight or flight mode being our stress response, right? So anytime, um, you know, stress, danger, um, or even perceived danger um, is occurring in our lives, we are mobilizing our sympathetic nervous system, which keeps us in a heightened state of alertness and activates that response to danger. And so any little stress in our life is causing that. And that's just because, you know, we're wired to respond to danger. It's one of our survival mechanisms. It's great that we have that. However, if we have these, you know, deeply wired neural networks around fear and limiting beliefs, we are more often than not activating that stress response and activating our fight or flight mode. And, you know, historically in prehistoric times, you know, our fight or flight mode might have gotten activated every once in a while to run from an animal or something like that. And that's great. That's helpful, but it's not meant to be activated all the time. And most humans are living in that heightened state 
of sympathetic nervous system response, which is um, not only blocking our ability to manifest the things we really desire, but it's also creating some major health ramifications for us. And when we're in fight or flight mode, we can't learn or create or communicate well because we're focusing all of our body's energy on survival. So like if you've ever gotten triggered, right? Like that is your fight or flight mode getting activated from something, right? That is now putting your body into survival mode. And so when you're triggered, like you can't think well, you can't respond well. That's why in a lot of our relational conflicts, right? We, we shut down, we cry, we can't communicate. It's because our brain can't function properly when we're in survival mode. So we have to learn how to get out of that mode. We have to learn how to activate our parasympathetic nervous system. And unfortunately, when this fight or flight mode happens or when we're stressed and we're shutting down the creative mind, we're also shutting down access to our higher self or access to the quantum field where we can retrieve those ideas and the inspiration and where we actively, you know, communicate with the universe about our desires. So again, you know, we're naturally wired for this. It, it can be a good thing for us, but we're not meant to be in that state constantly. So it's really important to tune into, is that happening for you? And when is that happening? Why is that happening? And start to work on the shifts around that that can help you come back into a state of balance, come back into a state of receptivity. And as we do this, we, one, start to feel a lot better, but we also um, start to impact our health in better ways, too. And, you know, science is now proving that our emotions and our thoughts have a direct impact on the genetic expression of our DNA. So negative thoughts and emotions have a create a negative gene expression and state of dis-ease, which ultimately can lead to the distortion in our body that creates disease. And positive thoughts and emotions and, and positive, you know, wiring in our, our brains can help create positive genetic expression and health. So it really is that simple that, you know, again, this isn't about thinking positive all day, every day, every minute of the day. That's not human, right? We are going to have ups and downs. It's important that we feel the things we need to feel to release them, but we need to be aware of where our mindset is, where those neural networks are. are do we actually have programming for more negative thoughts or do we have programming for more positive thoughts? And so we can start to understand, you know, where we're leaning generally, how our mind is operating more often than not. And whether that is, again, putting us in the state to more actively, more consciously create our reality with the universe and whether that's putting us in a state to allow our bodies to rejuvenate properly and whether that's, you know, leading to a state of health or a state of disease. Okay, now we've talked about a lot here. We've talked about the power of the mind. We've talked about 
neural networks and subconscious programming. We've talked about timelines and probabilities and possibilities and balancing our brains and our energy. There's a lot that goes into becoming a powerful conscious creator. And again, the biggest thing we can do is focus on that healing work to let go of limiting beliefs and let go of some of that negative programming that we've taken on, whether that was from this life or or previous lives. As a personal example, you know, I started this journey by focusing on programming I had taken on in this life. And as my spiritual journey has progressed, it has evolved into unlocking new layers of programming that existed from past lives, layers of trauma, layers of beliefs that I had held related to all of these patterns that had played out from lifetime to lifetime. So as we progress in our journey, we have this opportunity to expand this work into other lifetimes and ultimately heal many other aspects of ourselves in addition to the part of ourself that has experienced this lifetime. And so, you know, as we work to become more conscious creators and become powerful manifestors, we have to be honest about where we're at on our journey and whether we're still holding limiting beliefs about ourselves or the world around us. And, and we have to understand, right, that our negative subconscious programs are just playing on autopilot. So until we dig into them and understand them and shift them, we're just going to continue to receive a life experience, a program from the universe that is that autopilot program that may not be the highest expression of what's possible for ourselves. And you know, if you're struggling to maintain a state of peace and calm and receptivity, focus on reprogramming those subconscious beliefs and those neural networks. That is the biggest step you can take to live a more peaceful, healthy life outside of being able to put practices in place to manifest new things into your reality, just living a more peaceful and healthy life is a pretty good result from this work. So as we get close to wrapping up here, I want you to ask yourself the following questions. Are your behaviors stemming from a feeling of lack, scarcity, fear, or other limiting beliefs? How are you behaving? How are you responding to life? And just pause and notice that and ask yourself, where's that coming from? Why am I behaving that way? Why am I acting that way? And do you actually have doubts about your ability to manifest? That might be a limiting belief right there. Do you believe you're worthy of having abundance and living in a really lovely, joyful way? Or do you believe that suffering is necessary? Do you believe that you're worthy of having the things that you desire? Or maybe do you have fear about being enough or having enough? 
Or do you have fears about how others perceive you? These are really good places to start because as we do this sort of self-inquiry, it helps us understand where we might have some limiting beliefs living under the surface. And we talked earlier about inner child work and, you know, we don't want to dwell on traumas, right? We don't want to fall into the mode of being a victim, right? But reflecting on childhood upbringing and those very early years can be helpful in unpacking those unconscious or limiting beliefs, right? Um, for instance, if you were taught that it's a sin to have wealth or that only certain people are capable of achieving financial success, you probably have a subconscious program or belief that is keeping you in a state of lack. These are the things we've got to dig into to shift and reprogram our minds to believe new things because ultimately our beliefs are what the universe is going to reflect back to us. So how, how do we put all this together? What is the practice of manifestation? A few things to remember. Your mind is so powerful. That's the first place to start to really understand how your mind is operating, how it got that way in the first place, and then to do the work to shift and practicing mindfulness every single day to shift from one line of thinking to a different line of thinking is the practice that will help you make those shifts over time. Meditation with intent and visualization, daily affirmations, continually implanting new empowering beliefs into your subconscious mind is what we need to be focused on. We can also fast track that by using hypnosis. We can fast track that by doing lots of guided meditations and the shamanic journeys that I talked about earlier. By going into an altered state of consciousness, we can more quickly shift those neural networks. You can even access a few affirmation videos on our YouTube channel so that you can get yourself into a nice, relaxed, meditative state and just let those words wash over you. Just let your mind latch onto those words. And, and as you're in that relaxed state, again, you're in a hypnotized state, you're in an altered state of consciousness generally, and that's going to help those words, those new beliefs sink in a little easier. And we need to limit stress and prevent anxiety and doubt and get ourselves into a receptive state. And then we can layer on practices like ceremony and vision boarding and creating a life vision and manifestation journaling and new moon rituals and all of these extra things that help us really start to create and get into conscious conversation with the universe. But today, your actions and homework is to really focus on your mindset and to really understand where's your mindset at and what beliefs are you carrying? So if there's one takeaway from today's conversation and this episode is to really just tune into that. 
over the next few weeks, just stay in that daily mindfulness place and, and ask yourself those questions that we talked through a few minutes ago. Do some journaling about that, because as we do that, we can then start to bring to light what those unconscious parts of ourselves have been communicating to the universe. And through that work, you are becoming a more powerful creator of your reality. And you're going to start to experience a much different version of reality. So as we wrap up today, I wanted to also just share a brief example from my own life about a recent manifestation that occurred. And we'll go deeper on this topic in a future episode. But as we get to a state where we are more receptive and we've cleared a lot of that trauma that has existed in our field and our mind, we can start to access other realms a little easier, right? We can start to access the higher dimensions a little easier. And part of my practice this year has been going a little deeper on ancestral healing. So I mentioned earlier that I've been really digging into past life patterns and wounds that I could shift and clear to help me become an even more powerful creator. And part of that process has also been doing ancestral healing work with my family and my deceased ancestors and helping them clear traumas that have existed from lifetime to lifetime, helping us clear patterns, generational patterns that have existed in my family. And it was through that work that I was able to get into conversation with one of my grandmothers and she left me the gift of her art. She was an artist in her lifetime, and I'm the caretaker of her collection. And a while back, I had been thinking, you know, at some point I might sell some because I got a lot and it might be, you know, good to downsize just, you know, all the things I have and consolidate storage units and, you know, all those chores we have to take care of in life. And it was in that process that I thought, you know, I, I want to be very mindful about how I do that. And I want to be very mindful and thoughtful and respectful, you know, of how I engage with her work because her work's very special to me. And it was to her too. And I checked in with her and the universe and I asked, this was one of those moments of asking to receive a reflection back that would help guide me in the right direction. <clears throat> so I asked for a sign, an undeniable sign. If it was time to start to explore that a little, if it was time to go further with her art and sell a little here and there, give me a sign, show me the way. Universe, reveal to me the way. And within a week, of doing that practice in ceremony, I received a message from a man who had seen her artwork and was inquiring about whether any were for sale. So boom, an undeniable sign from her and the universe that it was time to re-engage in her work as part of this ancestral healing that had been taking place. So this is an example of digging into that healing work and clearing 
some of our past traumas and patterns that then opens up new doorways, opens up new energetic possibilities. So that was a fun one that happened this year that was one one little example of all of the ways that this plays out, this process of working with the universe and being in constant communication and being a conscious creator of our reality. So I hope that this has been helpful for you today, and I'm so excited for you to go further in this process yourself. Ultimately, you are here to become the new human and to master manifestation for the new earth. You're going to need these powers of creation as we go forward so that we can build a better earth for ourselves and for future generations. So as we do this work, it's not only for us, it's for everyone around us, it's for all of life. Because as we heal, the world heals, the universe heals, and we all move forward in a more beautiful expression of life, a more beautiful expression of spirit through us. So with that, check out our website for lots of manifestation resources and tools. That's what we're all about. We're here to provide you tools and support that help you in your spiritual and cosmic evolution and ultimately in helping you become the new human. So don't forget to comment, like, subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. As I mentioned at the beginning, we'll be taking a little break as we wrap up season one and prepare for season two. So stay tuned for more episodes coming in January 2023 with a brand new Star Family Wisdom experience. Thank you so much for being here today and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your week. Bye y'all.